So you ready? I'm ready. Cheers. I'm gonna drink a little of this before I drink. Cheers. It's seven up. Don't do that. Peer pressure. The first cheers has gotta be straight from the bottle. Right, you man. know what? Straight from the bottle. You know what? Because you're my big bro. There cheers. You go. There we go. You can sit lower if you want on this yeah. couch. After this, we'll just turn off the lights and cuddle. <laughs> Elijah, you don't know. Uh, so tonight I have my big brother, Dewey. Elijah has two dads. I'm just oh kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> Say it again. I'm going to use a sound clip. Elijah has two dads. Okay, that's great. <laughs> okay, so tonight I'm talking with my big brother, Dewey. He is one of the co-owners of Soundbox, which has been my dance home since moving to Houston. Um, he is one of the few people that are older than me in our group of friends. <laughs> Not that much older. <laughs> 30 minutes. And uh, I really respect Dewey because um, he seems to always be one of the first ones to get things accomplished. A trailblazer, right? So he's opened up a studio, previous director of Wild Style, um, of the UH Modern Team, right? Uh, he has a big boy job where he wears nice wingtip shoes, uh, really good ones, works at a bank and um, has a beautiful wife and it has a house or two. Right. And so it seems like out of our group of friends, you have figured it out. So uh, I'm excited to talk to my big brother, Dewey, tonight. Thank you. Thank I love you that you bring your chain now. I found this on your door. It's yours now. I just put it on. It's yours now. Yeah. You look good in it. Thank you. Hip hop. Yeah. I was going to wear as a bracelet, but get out of here. Um, everyone I talk to nominates you. I should put a little bit closer for me. I, mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Nah, they all, they all, they all see what I see. They're respectable, big bro type. I'm going to talk a little bit about why I think you're the big bro of the big bros, right? But um, for anyone who doesn't know Dewey, why don't you tell them a little bit about how you came up? in the community uh, and then how Soundbox came to be. And then we'll jump off of that. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, you know, I never really considered myself a big bro to anybody except before, and you know, my little yeah. brother, yeah. of course, Tuan. Um, <clears throat> thank you. Yep. Um, I think really you're the first person to like con consistently call me big bro. Really? I guess I, that's, that's an honor. It's, uh, it's a respect thing for me. I yeah. feel like I'm so much shorter and, small that you're not smaller yeah. actually twan is even tall to, uh, hey twan's <laughs> um, my little my little but bigger bro so, yeah yeah um how i came about um dancing in general or i mean just, just i guess just maybe how you came up how you got involved with dancing most people know you as the owner of soundbox i'm one of the owners of oh, soundbox correct. yes um but i don't think they really know kind of how that came to be you know, it, it um, Soundboss kind of came about because um, we were sort of looking for a new home at the time with the old studio that we were at. And it's kind of hard to explain this without kind of going back to where everything started from. Okay. Um, <clears throat> my friend, Philip, Philip Lee, mm -hmm. uh, one of the daddies of, of Wild Style. Or mommies, <laughs> um, you know, he, he founded the uh, Revolutions PAC, 
uh, back in the days. So this was a while back, and we moved a couple couple times, and there there came to a point where, um, you know, Philip wanted to pursue other careers in his his, his life, and and um, we were kind of um, stuck in a situation where the, you know we should continue to go mm-hmm. uh, and keep Wildstyle going, or or we kind of stop. Yeah. You know, we we chose to um, keep Wildstyle going, keep mm-hmm. Wildstyle dancing. Wildstyle has been. Um, sorry, I'm a, my phone has been going off. So I'm gonna put it on vibrate. That's my mistake here. You better vibrate it. I know. Um, yeah, we chose to keep Wildstyle dancing. We chose to uh, continue to. F- Find a different home, a How many new people? new home, I guess. At 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 the time, how many people were on Wildstyle at the time then? Man, at that time probably, I would say, twelve. Okay, fifteen. Like a decent size. On and off, yeah, yeah. Are you um, directing at that time too? Yeah. So you're in charge of finding the new home. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, for, fortunately, we had some some help with with some. Uh, people that had uh, brought us out to a show in in uh, China, they they heard that we were in search of a new dance studio, so they put in touch with a realtor and um, and uh, yeah, we found a new home at the time. So at that that time, it was really just me, and um, I was looking around, yeah. also asking a few of the leaders at that time, and then um, Andrew and Calvin stepped up. So you know, for us, it was kind of like. We're either going to go to the unemployment line together or we're going <laughs> to fake it to make it. Yeah. So um, we faked it and we are making it until now. It's so been I, 10 years and change. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long time. years and change. Yeah. It has been. So when you guys started the studio, and I don't know the full history either, so I'm like, I'm not BSing and ask the questions, right? So when you guys started the studio, so it wasn't about having a studio. It was about having space to be yours. It was having uh, <clears throat> having a home to keep dancing, to keep Wildstyle going, to keep that name going. Um, the people around were very supportive at that, that time, and yeah. and they they still are. A, a lot of them are still still very supportive, still part of Soundbox until this 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 day. But um, yeah, we just wanted to keep dancing, and we want to keep the family. I love that together, and um, you know, we were, I think I just barely graduated college at that time, and. Um, I was trying to, it sucks because it was during the time where the market crash. Oh, in uh, 2000. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the 2008. Hello. Yeah. Uh, 2008, 2009. Um, so it was hard for me to find a job just, just graduating in 2008. So, um, you know, I found a job, bounced around here and yeah. there. But I was able to um, get back into to, uh, a banking job. Because I, yeah. I work as a teller mm-hmm. throughout college to kind of pay for my ways throughout college, um, and uh, found a job with a bank that was able. For, I was able to get off around four four thirty. The studio would open up by seven at that time. I just need to get there by like five five thirty, so it was perfect. You know, yeah. like just going at eight eight thirty in the morning, get off at four, go open up the studio. Um, you guys are doing classes every night. Yeah, too? yeah. Just, just hustle. I was young, so yeah. Just work. When when you're young, you have the energy and the time too. So hustle. Did, did you, Calvin and Andrew, see yourselves as entrepreneurs? Um, at the time, like, was that even a thing to consider? Yeah, it is. Just because, I mean, 
I first heard of that word in college. Yeah. Because it was an entrepreneurship okay. um, degree that you can go after. I'm like, what the heck is this? And I took a course in it and learned about it. So that's the only way I knew about it. But, you know, other than before that, you just, the only thing you know is the business owner. Yeah. You know? um, but yeah, you know, so I, I, for us, it was less thinking about entrepreneurship or owning our own business at the time, but it's more of a, finding a, a home where mm. I'll stop at the time and keep, yeah, yeah. And keep dancing. And um, <clears throat> it was weird. Well, I guess not, not weird, but we talk about, you know, names and stuff like that. And we just, we didn't um, want for the studio to be called just wild style. Cause we had envisioned it to be more than that, um, to be homes for more dancers and, and hopefully more teams and, Oh, okay. Um, I think at the time, my vision was was for this new facility to be the mecca of of dance. So I don't know how I came up with the name Soundbox, but I said it, and it kind of just stuck with Andrew and Calvin. So we kept that name. Yeah, it's probably also because our old studio, the first the the second studio before we we went to Soundbox, um, it's probably like seven hundred square feet big. It's tiny. Right. Yeah. It's probably, it's uh, surrounded by mostly glass, glass and yeah. mirrors and it was like a box. I love those and, videos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a, I mean, you literally walk in, you can, you sign in during the classes there. It's just, um, team rehearsals, you know, sometimes we have to actually split it down in half. <laughs> um, only half of the team can run, you know, the right side yeah. of the studio and the left side has to run it because of the mirror space. <laughs> and then when we need to run it full out, we had to, we got to go outside in the parking lot. Yeah. And then I literally have to go across the street to be able to see the whole set across the street. Wait, wait, wait. As a director? Yes. When you're watching the set, you mean? Yeah. Because I, I wouldn't be able to see the whole team. <laughs> That's we, don't, we don't fit in the in the studio. So we do it outside. But if you're outside, I'm so close. You know, maybe like right, yeah. seven, eight feet so I have you go to across go the across street. the street to get the full view of the set. And sometimes it's dark. Are you, you know? yelling? Hey, fix your spacing. Uh, probably. <laughs> I can't. I can't recall, but it's good times, you know. I love those kind um, of stories, though. It's cool because now you're you're 10 years in. Um, the studio is big. How many square feet is the studio now? Almost 8,000. And even then, it feels like we're looking... To expand sometimes like even then sometimes it gets tight right because there's so many dancers now that are in the studio at one time yeah pre-corona it, it, it yeah it 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 can get tight sometimes which is weird right like um but the place is perfect for now yeah yeah i love that place yeah uh and then you know when we do things like birthday bash you're selling out theaters yeah right i mean the family friend, yeah. i mean yeah. For the most of yeah. theaters yeah. to do it. And that's so cool. You know, in 10 years, you've done that. Um, and I think people don't even realize because you are, are so humble. Like, people wouldn't even know you're one of the owners. Like, you never lead with it. You never are like, oh, this is my studio. Or I'm one of the co-founders. Like, people don't even know how important you, Calvin, and Andrew are to the community. They might get it. But I think for the younger ones who've come up, who've only been dancing five, six years, eight years, whatever it is who don't know um, what it is, it's really important to have a place to practice, to call home for your team, your studio, whatever it is. And you guys have done that. Yeah. 
really, really well too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're able to do that um, for the dance scene, and it's just incredible to see how much it's grown over the years, and it brings awareness and unity, and um, it just uh, it's a big, I don't know, melting pot. Yeah, I feel like. It's cool because I feel like Soundbox is up there with all of the major studios I grew up knowing about, knowing about, right? Like okay. before ML was there, um, we would know, I would watch YouTube videos at Millennium or at Debbie, yeah. right? Or at, at Broadway Dance Center, BDC in New York. And then all of a sudden, so uh, Soundbox pops up right after Soul was on the show. And then the right around the same time, the studio opens up and I saw Emmett. Yeah. I saw Emmett, Emmett, the former. Emmett, uh, come back to Houston. Woo! Go Rockets. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I saw Emmett opened up the workshop for the brand new studio. Uh, who else was there that year? Uh, Mari. Mari was there. Mari. Was Ma- Bam there? Madrid. Bam was there. Bam was there. Yeah. And then those are, and then the next year, I think, or two years from there, it was Bash 2. And that's when you guys asked uh, for me to perform for the first time. Thank you for giving me that opportunity because it sucks so bad. No, <laughs> this is this is the one uh, in the back of the studio. Uh, yeah, in the platforms, and it was so bad and so windy. If you watch the video, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of our set, I'm wearing a hat like backwards, like how I normally do, and the wind <laughs> takes my hat off in the middle of the set. I never noticed that. Yeah, and I'm so new. I you can see it in my face. Like, do I pick up my hat? It's an amateur <laughs> move. But but that year was. Uh, that year was Kyle was there. Kyle was there, um, Bam. Bam, we came back. And Andy. Oh my gosh, yeah. You, I feel like you guys always had such great support from the whole dance scene. Like SoCal, NorCal, like East Coast, West Coast. How did you guys do that? Man. Um, like, like to this day, we have a really strong relationship with some heavy hitter teams who we don't even consider like heavy hitter teams. They're just like the homies. Yeah, I mean, I just... I mean, grow, growing up, growing up as, as a dancer, I would follow a lot of the um, dance culture out in the West Coast. Yeah. And um, form, formality was Ooh. like, you know, one of my favorite teams. And I first learned about formalities at Hip Hop International with Wallstyle. Uh-huh. You know, we went to Hip Hop International for the first time, I think in, gosh, 2004. Oh, man. 2004. And, uh, Before I started dancing. Yeah, it was uh, me, um, our director, uh, founder of Wallstyle, Gary Connor, um, and um, a few other people yeah. uh, on the team. And, you know, we represented Houston, Texas. I think we may have been the only team from Houston at the time. That's dope. Um, and then we saw these Asian dudes. And, and up until then, I never knew Asian dudes could, could dance like that. And they were wearing these um, cut-off blazers um, there was one Asian kid with the blonde tip in his hair. Um, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. And um, and we saw them. They went on stage and they performed, and we were just like our jaws would just drop. It was a style that we I've never seen before. I'm like, dude, that's fucking really. I'm excuse my how, language. How did you dance before that then? Because I feel like you're very influenced by the West <clears throat> Coast. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, Gary, um was my director and, yeah. and he's a former planet funk director. Mm. Um, so I, I don't know. My style was kind of off of Gary. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Gary is very, um, 
he's very technical, but also like old school hip hop. I love it though. In the same, um, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, when I saw these guys, I was like, what are they? Like, what are these guys? And then I saw them That's do amazing. it and I was like, I was amazed by, by them. And um, that guy with the blonde tip, by the way, is Keone. Um, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to name drop, but I yeah, knew it. Yeah. Um, and um, I still talk about it to this day. That team, Keone was on that team. Ving was on that team. Um, Pat? No, Pat. No, um, no, no, no. Um, uh, what's his name? Emmett was on that team. Um, Will, Jay Vaughn was on that team. Will Ortega. That Hip Hop International. I don't know if Jay no, was, was on that, that team. Yeah, yeah but um, all these like- Was Ving on then? Ving was on that team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, man, it was- uh, I think Ving was on the team. Ving, I think you were on the team. I don't know. It was a uh, bunch of hitters. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I yeah. Feel, and I was telling Jay this because he was on Familiar too, and he was giving me the history of SoCal. Yeah. In general, like in a brief snapshot, and I was telling him because Formali was my team too coming up that if you were a up and coming male dancer, that was the team you wanted to be on. They were the sure they was. were the Backstreet Boy and they were <laughs> like they were they were the original F boys. Of of the community, classy, classy. F boys. Now I'm, I wouldn't even consider them F boys. They but were gentlemen. They were just so good. Yeah. They were so good. <laughs> yeah, they were so good. Uh, but that's cool that that we should. I didn't know that you loved them so much. Yeah. So yeah. did you talk to them after the show? Is that how you guys connected? Um, I connected with um because one of my my friend that was on that team at the time, um, she had a she kind of thought this guy was attractive. His name was Will. Um, and they met in the elevator and then that's how we got talking because of Melissa. Um, shout out to Melissa. Yeah. Shout out to, to <laughs> Melissa. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that's how I, I, we, I got to know them a little bit and I found Eric, uh, Sarat Pond later on, on yeah. YouTube, we, we communicated, but so that year actually, um, so if you guys know about hip hop in the international, there's a U.S. division. And I think you got to, at that time, let me try to remember correctly. You got to be top five or top three to qualify to the world finals. Okay. Which is, is that the one in Vegas? Vegas? This is back in um, California. Okay. When it's back in California. So we were actually number three in the U.S. And I think for Mali was like number two or one or something like that. So anyways, we advanced to the finals. Um, we didn't make it to top three in the world finals, <laughs> but uh, we were top three in the u.s that's pretty that, cool yeah stood for that's our, our cool. first 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 time yeah 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 and we met some amazing people there some people i still are friends on facebook until now um maybe from like chicago um la culture shock i was introduced to culture shock for oh. the first first time they're the grandfathers of yeah the dancing this was like back in 004 and and like um for some reason our ending pose for that set I guess was good enough that Paul Mitchell was the main sponsor at the time. Still they took is, a picture. Days. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wait, what was the pose? They, they, so we, the pose, we were the first one to do this thing where we would throw a dancer over another dancer and land on the, anyways, that was our ending pose. You guys started that? That's because of you? I don't know. I don't know if we started that or not, <laughs> but um, maybe. Thanks to Gary. Yeah. Um, Almost like a cheerleading pose. You throw someone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our ending pose, Paul Mitchell liked it so much, they used it for the, like, hip-hop international poster for the following year. Oh. So we end up being on the hip-hop international poster for the following year. So you still won, even though you didn't win. Yeah. Yeah, I still <laughs> have that picture. There's actually a big uh, banner somewhere. Got to find it. Um, 
But, but yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm still proud of it. This was when um, we had like a minute to like do everything we can in one minute. Back then, did you still did you still have to do all styles? Yeah, and transitions and everything. Like there were all those criteria for Hip Hop International. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So um, this was before Paris got there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gary thought it was cool to um, do like an eight count or two, and then reverse the music. And do it the moves backward. Whoa! And, uh, in two thousand four. Yeah, we did game that. changer. And I remember the crowd went wow. Game changer. That was pretty cool. It was like bring the beat back. I only <laughs> saw <laughs> a couple of teams ever pull that off. Um, That's cool that you guys. I don't remember. know if we pull it off, but we did it. So and the, the first one to do it. it. I don't know if we were the first one to do it. But we did it, and the crowd <laughs> liked it. So um, I can't. Um, I guess they're at that competition probably, but yeah. yeah. So anyways, that's, that's just how I got to know formality in the West coast style. And, and after that, I feel like YouTube was starting to yeah. uh, blow up and 2006, more, 2007. Yeah. More and more dance videos were, were popping off. So I would follow, um, a lot of the West coast style. Mm -hmm. And I think my style transformed into more of the West coast style. At the time. Cause you're very, in my opinion, you're very technical. You, I feel like you hear music a lot of the same ways <laughs> <laughs> that they do. And textually, the choices you make remind me a lot of SoCal. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, um, it is a compliment. Yeah, 100%. But I think it's cool. You know, that was 2004. Yeah. So 17 years later. That's crazy. 17 years later, right? You're still homies with a lot of those people that you just mentioned. Yeah. So talk. Most of us are grown up. I, I think most people in that group have kids now and are married. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's married. insane. Yeah. So um, let me ask you this then. So you had the studio. It's been 10 years. You're dancing this whole time. And then you start working your big boy job. Yeah. Right? How do you, how did you balance that? Was it, I feel like you do it well, but I also don't, I wasn't around when you were dancing full time either. You do well, SBS. <laughs> I'm gonna take this off now. I'm taking this off now. All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah. That's not, I'm resting it here. Okay, here we go. All right. Um, yeah. So you know, you start doing well at the bank. You're, are you directing the whole time too? Yeah. So I kind of know what that's like. What was it like for you though? Working full time in a big boy job, directing, owning the studio. Um. Do you remember those years? It's a blur, to be honest. I bet, know? yeah. Um, like, my passion has always been dance. And at that time, it was probably one of the strongest. I was very competitive, uh, very driven. Um, and it just uh, wanted to keep... And it, and I, I was inspired by the, the West Coast yeah. movement. Mm -hmm. And what I saw from, really, from Hip Hop International and... Um, Wanted to make Houston and Wildstyle a team to be recognized with. So that's that was the goal <clears throat> is be one of the top dogs. I just you know I I don't for 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 me I don't you know it's it's not about being the top dog but it's about being well respected and okay. um, being able to just keep the community growing and dancing. Mm. And by doing so, <clears throat> it's about bringing awareness, right, to to the current um, 
community at that time that was growing yeah and also to inspire more people to get into what we were doing mm. um and uh you know i i contribute a lot of it to these uh dance shows that came out like um america's uh got talent uh and then it was uh so you think you can dance and america uh, best dance crew yeah you know um a lot of my, my friends were on season two of America's uh, Best Dance Crew. There's a lot of people from There's Houston. Yeah. Was, yeah. That the, was that the season Ghost was on too? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we actually auditioned for season two. Um, we didn't make it. Um, and uh, But So Real got, got, got on. Yeah. A lot of my, my friends were on there. And, you know, like that played a big part to the Houston dance community. Huge. Yeah, yeah. That's how I found you guys. Yeah. Is when I was traveling around, I didn't know anything in Houston, but I knew Surreal was on the show. Yep. So I found them in the studio. And then like from talking to people in the community, like, oh, there's also another studio soundbox. You should check it out. And I never left. It was just you guys are always really good to me. Thank you. Yeah, man. Um yeah, a lot of my friends were were on Surreal and we're still uh really good friends. I mean I grew up dancing with Andrew Batterina uh since like middle school kind of we used to go to we used to battle each other, really? battle together. Battle Could he glide with... back then too? Yeah, for and days. Andrew's always good, you know. He's, yeah, yeah. He's always been, he's always been uh, awesome. Yeah, but we used to dance together. We perform at um, different shows together. Um, it was, it was fun. It was fun. That's really, really cool. We went to. I mean, we were at the same college. We did good field together. I remember Andrew and and his brother Chris invited me to. Um, Goodfield to um, be a part of the team. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I, I auditioned for that, um, but I choreographed for it. And I remember nice. showing up and everybody was like, who the heck is this guy? You know? <laughs> um, but it was fun. You know, like that was my first taste of Goodfield. And um, that's how I got to know more of the Houston dance community. Yeah. The Houston Asian dance community. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah. And, um, Got to know a lot more people, and then it just that's how kind of how it picked up from from there also that led to the next gen of Wausau because a lot of the people that would follow up from that came from Goodfield, whether mm. it's um whether it's from U of H or right right different schools, mostly U of H um but yeah um, but when Wausau was 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 started um it was really a lot of uh I would say teens, like thirteen, like teens? all the way to like seventeen, really eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. You mentioned this sense since you're one of the older people around for Wild Style. What? What? Why did Wild Style start? And then what does it mean to you? Like, what does the team stand for? Um. Wild Style. I guess. To me. Okay. If it wasn't for Wildstyle, I don't think uh, I would be where I am today. And uh, that, that means a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, I probably wouldn't um, meet people like Andrew and Calvin. Yeah. And help the studio get to where I am today. And, and all of our directors now, you know, like friends along the way. Your wife. Exactly. That's where I was going next. You yeah. Know? Um, you know, I proposed to my wife at the grand opening of the new facility. So Wildstyle plays a big part yeah. of my life and I feel like a lot of people's life also. So 
you know, I, I give thanks to the, the founder of Wausau, um, people that got me in, into dancing. So, you know, um, we can talk about more of that later if you want yeah, to. Yeah, sure. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it means it plays a big part of my life. Yeah. Uh, I like that you always give thanks back. I feel like, not that anyone else does, but I feel like you are always very conscious about the steps that you took or that, that got you to where you are now. And giving thanks. So even downstairs when we were talking about about Gary, you got really excited to reconnect with Gary. Yeah. Like, and I think that's 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 cool to me to see. Um, and then you start talking about the history a little bit downstairs. And to me, that just shows me that you really are a fan of the teams and the culture and the community. And that's that's where my heart is a lot too, right? Like, uh, as as someone who's danced on the West Coast, East Coast, down south now. Uh, it's cool that you're like that. Like that like you still get riled up about it, even though you're old and crusty now. Like all, all true. <laughs> all true. Uh but it's, let me ask you this then, right? So being a studio owner now, how tough was it not having the studio open the last couple of months? Is that the so, longest it's ever been open? Yeah, it's the longest we've been closed, closed down. Yeah. We closed down for two weeks. Um we got flooded out from Harvey. Yeah. That was tough, but even when we opened back back up, you know, I think we opened back up to do a a drive for like clothing mm. and food and stuff like that because we knew our community. We can we were trying to do what we can to help the Kim community, and um, fortunately, you know, we got back into it. We kept going until now, but it, um, I think we closed down March sixteenth, and our first uh, day of reopening, I think it was May eighteenth or nineteenth. It's probably May eighteenth, but yeah. we opened up with. Very limited space. Right. It was only the ballroom rental during the day. Uh, Cliff and Fuka can open up the gradients from 10 to 6, but yeah. they were only operating with a few guys at a time. So it was, it's slow. You know, it's not what it used to be from a business perspective, an income perspective. Um, it was tough. This is it before tough. we talk about right now, like recently. Now, now, now. Man. Yeah. And I think it's tough. We're not even fully open. Yeah. We're not fully open. And I say we just yeah. because I, I feel like yeah. part of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, and I actually retired from, from the team, you know, before the season, before COVID hit. And I remember when it hit right away, I immediately, both Tay and I were like, I miss it. How do we help? Like, this is, this is still our home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everything we can do. So I'm excited for the, the studio to open back up. It seems you gave you guys a chance to reset some things. Yeah. Like the roster and the lineup looks like fire of the teachers right now. The the shoot we did at Quad Spot yeah. looks really good from what I can see already. Good. Um, yeah. So I'm excited just to get the studio back up and running. But uh, you talked about the drive too during Harvey, right? You guys always get back to the community. That's what I love about you guys. You guys are super conscious about it. You guys have also spoken up recently about you know, George Floyd and everything going on, the Black yeah. Lives Matter. Yeah. How important is that to you as a business or what is the thought process on speaking up, not speaking up, you know, how involved do you get in that as a business? And then even as, as a man, um, as a business, you know, now is the time to step up, um, especially we're in a position where we're so diverse at, at the studio. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you go to, any of our shows, we have all different races, um, 
whatever, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. just all across the board, whether you're gay, straight, black, white, Asian, um, whatever it is, you know, yeah. like we, none of, for the us, yeah. none of that matters, you know, Doesn't. for us, it's about the movement, the yeah. music, the sense of community and then just the love for dance and arts and, and yeah. general, um, I feel like that's brought back in the days that's brought Wildstyle yeah together and 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 uh, I hope that and it has been continuing and I hope that continues to to um continue for for a while so when one of our own um in, in this scenario you know for the black community um which is very very important to me personally um you know we we have to step up and 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 speak out for it you know like racism and, and all that stuff. Um, that's not what we're about. You know, I think if, if you know me and you know a lot of Andrew and Calvin and a lot of the people at Soundbox, that's not what we stand for. I mean, right. our, our team is so diverse and that's the beauty about dance in general, the hip hop culture or the urban choreography culture in not just in Houston, but across the U S it brings different ethnicity yeah. together. Um, it's beautiful to see. So to me, that uh, when that happens, when the movement um, in in increase, and I was happy to see that, you know, and I think we're in the middle of a um, big civil rights movement now, and you want to look back and kind of say, what did you do during one of the biggest civil rights movement in in the world? Because it's not just in the U.S. People around the That's world all over are the place. doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, so you. Um, you need to do what you need to do. That's yeah. right. You need to do what's what's right, no matter what. Um, so yeah, um, I feel like that's not uncharacteristic of you to do what's right when, even not for the sake of looking back and be like, did I do something? I feel like you, in particular, have such a strong sense of integrity and character. And anyone I talk to who truly knows you, anyone in the group has a story of where you have stood by them, uh, traveled for them, spoken up for them, called them out, checked them on something, right? I feel like, I don't know if fearless is the right word, but I feel like you're one of the few to actually vocalize and action, maybe action about the things and people you care about. Yeah. Um, you know, the way I think about it is that when you're honest and when you believe in what you do, you're, um, you care about something, you know, fear doesn't cross you because that's what your heart's about. You know, there's, mm. there's no fear is the last thing you want to think about. Right? So it doesn't even cross your mind. You're just like, I have to go do this. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I would say so. You know, like if that's what, you feel it's right, you're going to do it. Uh, that's what you believe in. That's what you, the movement you want to support, or that's, you know, just something you see that's it's right, you, you're going to do it. Uh, yeah. Fear is the, the thing that's going to be in the back of your mind unless somebody brings it up. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're so good about actually doing something. Like, I feel like a lot of people may feel uncomfortable or they may see something wrong. I'm not even talking about, um, what's going on right now in the culture and something like just in general in life, right? I feel like a lot of people see things that are wrong and don't say anything. And I just, 
have never known you to be someone to not say something. Is that, do you feel like that's an accurate observation? So you don't even think about it. Yeah. You don't even think about it. I, 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 I don't know because it's kind of tough to say, right? Some, sometimes for me personally, sometimes I'm slow to, and I'm slow to react to things because maybe I'm busy or, or, I mean, you know, I, I work, uh, yeah. Full-time job. I uh, run the studio. Um, I mean, I have Andrew and Calvin and, and our PIC to help without them. Can't do it. Yeah. Um, but, <clears throat> um, yeah, just there's a lot of things going on in what I do. It's it's funny because I have my own business, but I also worry about other people's business. Like That's crazy. Like, like I'm, you truly I'm their, care. I'm their banker, so, like, my... My mind's always revolving about business and, and um, which makes me slow to be able to respond to things sometimes. But as I get older and wiser, for me, it's not about, it's more about being aware of the situation first before you react to yes. the situation. Sure. You know? yeah. Because um, <clears throat> you want to do it strategically, yeah. methodically, and responsibly also. Mm. Right? Before you jump into doing it. Um, so, yeah. You know, I I try to um, think two steps ahead. Yeah. Uh, before each move. Were you always like that? I play chess. Yeah. Like like Vietnamese chess. No, like like chess. Like, like chess chess. Yeah. My first trip to Austin was for a chess tournament. Hello. Really? Yeah. All right, I'll cheers you for that one then, because that's that's pretty that's pretty. Nice. Yeah. Middle school. Were baby. you good? Like you I studied? don't have sports trophies, but I have chess. Trophies. Do you really? Yeah. You're a nerd. I am. Oh man, that's wonderful. Uh, but that's that's dope, though. But you know, the story that I like the most because I like hearing different stories about people. I forget who it was, and they spoke at your wedding about how you drove to Austin for New Year's. Who was that? David. Yes, David Dean. Double D was talking about how he moved to Austin and he was in a weird spot. He reached out to you. No, David Dean. No, David Dean. Was there in Austin even before Lake Travis. This is how old David Dinn is. <laughs> he was, um, he may have been there when Austin was founded. Um, you know, a lot of F FSA family. You mean know, he like knew their Stephen mom Austin? went through FSA when he was there. Yeah, yeah. Their cousin, their aunt, their sister. I'm just kidding, David. I'm sorry. He's old. But, He's old. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so this is the story that I, I think I heard because I was in the back because <clears throat> your wedding was so big. So I heard that he was there around New Year's time. Yeah. And he was in a weird spot, you know, emotionally mentally or something like that. And you drove to Austin to spend New Year's with him instead of everybody else. You decided to spend time with him. That's, I love that about you. I feel like that's everything I know about you wrapped up into a few words is that you've done that. And I wanted to thank you on camera, especially because you and Soundbox and everybody in the studio is probably the reason Taylor and I chose to move to Houston. Wow. I mean, that's, I mean, Tay mm. will, will fact check me on this, but you know, I moved, I got out of the military. I moved to LA and San Diego, had a great time out there and I wanted to move back to Texas, but my sister wasn't living in Houston. My family wasn't here yet. And uh, well, 
Tana were like, well, which community did we come up with Do we feel the most at home with? And she's from El Paso, and I spent a lot of time there. But we decided together that the Houston dance community, and Soundbox in particular, was always so open to us. And that's why we moved to Houston. What, what, what makes you... What makes Soundbox so open to you guys? It's, I think there's a couple of things and there's a couple of stories that stick out to me. So the first one is, is before you guys even saw me dance, you gave me an opportunity to teach, which is silly because I really wasn't qualified to teach at the time, right? But you, you still allowed me to come in and, and say something along the lines of, you know, well, you have something to teach. And I was like, okay, well, I appreciate that. And it, the, the faith in me, from the very beginning, having not even seen it, it meant a lot to me. And I was 20, 22, 23 at the time, you know, very young. And for you guys to be like, here's the ball, run with it for, for this class. It meant a lot to me. And then even right after that, inviting me and Joe Ray to come perform at Bash 2. And every year after that, like I feel like you guys have always given me in particular, me specifically, uh, an opportunity to do projects, to to teach, to be a part of the group. When we moved, you invited me to your house so many times to hang out. And even though we know the community, we didn't know. We don't have a lot of friends coming in here. And you and Lan have always been great. Like, Lan's downstairs playing with my son right now, you know, and my son loves you. Like, I don't know why. He's he can't stop staring at you. He has two dads. <laughs> he has two dads, but he can't stop staring at you. And here, here's a, here's one. If you know, I forgot. You let me do my gender reveal and my oh, yeah. and my awesome. and my proposal at birthday bash. Yeah, like not even like a, a year after moving here, we found out we're pregnant, and you and you know, I had this crazy idea, and you go, yes, like we would love to do that in the theater, like. You guys have just always been so giving without asking anything back. And I think that's why Taylor and I are always wanting to help out, always wanting to get back. And I love you for that, man. I appreciate it, man. I really do. I love you guys for um, that. Matter of the fact that you guys chose to do it at Soundbox Birthday Basses, I mean, you can put it the other way that it was an honor to us. So, yeah. I mean, know. you guys have been family. I mean, I, I, I cannot stress that enough. You know, we have the family that we grew up with and the family that, that we choose, right? And, we, we chose to be in Houston to be with you guys. Um, we appreciate it. Yeah, that. yeah. And I, I, I say that a lot. I don't think people understand that. Like, we really could have gone anywhere. Like, I got out of the military and they send me um, a piece of paper that says, where do you want us to send your, your stuff? Like, and you can go anywhere in the world. Well, in the U.S. at least, right? And I was like, okay, well, let me work this out. And I was working my interviews I interviewed for like 10 companies and I got some offers. I said, I don't care where we start, but I'm going to end up in Houston. And I told them that. And within five years, they put me back in Houston. So it was, it's a really good man, you know? And even now, like you're sitting on my couch, like we're just chopping it up. Yeah. This, so is, cool. this is awesome. In the kind of almost hopefully towards the end of a pandemic. Yeah. I can't wait to barbecue and do another crawfish boil at your place and all these things. I would love that. <laughs> you know, um, I think, you know, dance is, it's uh, been a big part of my life. And obviously it's a beautiful thing. It's brought so many people into my life. Same. Uh, <clears throat> it's brought so many people together. It's created so many friendship, love, breakups, love again, marriages, <laughs> kids, children, whatever yeah. it is. It's, it's beautiful. So that's, that's the, 
the one thing that um, I've seen o- over the years. Uh, and I want to keep that going. Hopefully, yeah. you know, we can keep this going for another while. Um, you know, we've seen some of our kids going from being in middle school to graduating high school, yeah. going to college. Um, yeah. It's awesome. Like you never think like you see them from that young to now. So, oh, and some of them are married now. That was in Riot Squad uh, years and years ago. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's a blessing, I guess, to be able to see that. And um, dance has helped me so much and brought so many people into my life. And uh, Do you even think it was going to happen when you started? No. Like it was going to take you this far? No. It, starts, it started with a passion and um and a goal you guys evolved um, with it it sounds like yeah yeah you grow with it passion goal dream yeah doing the right thing i think you know that's 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 our drive and our motivation yeah i mean i'm, I'm not gonna lie oh over time because of work and my career job <clears throat> it sometimes it can shift my focus sure um sure. i'm not i can't be as fully as you know, 500% as I used to be. But there are seasons in, yeah. you know, where you take shifts. But fortunately, you know, I have Calvin, Andrew, the directors, yeah. everybody to to keep everything going. So, you know, that I, my point is I can't do any of these without you guys, basically. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's what Soundbox is about. You know, we're, we're um, our, our goal is to, to keep things going. Um, keep the community going to keep dancing and hopefully you know like i would yeah. love one day if elijah's teaching at soundbox we'll see if he can that's even, that's is he even, if he can even dance yet no he doesn't get to teach he has to earn his stripes okay so i'll share something with you um the first time i auditioned for slam squad slam squad is the 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 junior team oh, there's a real history here that planet funk started at the time it was first slam season squad. slam squad okay. first season I, I auditioned <clears throat> um, after being on my high school dance team in my senior year for a couple, couple months. Um, my captain at the time was like, hey, uh, I'm on the adult dance team. I made it, but you guys should audition for the junior dance team. Okay. So I auditioned. It's called Slam Squad at Planet Funk. I, we went in, and the teacher was teaching this, this dance routine. And then... Um, was you know one two three four five six seven eight one two three four five six seven eight. i'm like why is he keep stopping at eight why does he count to ten i was 17 years old i did not know what an eight count yeah was. yeah yeah and you've been dancing for a few months already yeah yeah i was like why is he stopping at eight um you just yell nine no I, I, I didn't yell i probably sucked so bad but the teacher was gary who i mentioned earlier gary connor at planet funk um, he took me in because they needed boys and there were only three boys audition. Okay. Three boys made it. <laughs> the kid that doesn't know an eight count. I keep up with the moves. I picked it up yeah. from memory. Yeah. Uh, muscle memory, I guess. But, um, cause I got into B-boy before that in middle school. I was, I was, um, got into B-boy. I was yeah. one of the Asian kid in, in middle school that were doing B-boy, um, Anyways, that's another story, but <laughs> yeah, and that's how I came about. Gary gave me a chance. He took me on to Slam Squad, and um, 
Actually, now that I think about it, I don't even know how I pay for dues at the time. I think I was working and I pay for it on my, my own. Um, See, yeah. I think that's what I'm learning from this conversation right now from you is <clears throat> growing up, I always felt like, and, and even now, I feel like, you know, you have to earn your stripes. You got to pay your dues. You got to, you know, nothing's going to be given. Like you got to, you got to be ready for the opportunities when they come. Right. That's kind of how I always approach things. I'm learning from you right now, though, as I'm getting an hour wiser, right? To give the chances. Yeah. Out of faith. Yeah. I, I, maybe that's what I'm learning this past hour talking to you right now is, and, and that's why I love you so much is you are so giving and so faithful in other people to do that. And I like, that kind of scares me. Like, it is, you, you're doing it scared about getting burned or like, you know, like someone, Maybe not taking advantage of because I don't like that that phrase, but someone not you know upholding their end of whatever you're offering. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a thought that crossed my mind, but um, it crosses more and more as I get older. But really, back back, back then, you know, no, I, it was for, to, to me because of the way I was brought into a lot of things. It was more about my passion and my drive. Yes. And for the talent, mm -hmm. you know, cause talent can grow if you have the passion and drive and you're willing to work at it day and day and day and day. Yeah. Eventually you can pick up an eight count. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, <clears throat> so yeah, for, for, for me, whenever I stepped down as director, I passed it on to David Trong at that time. It wasn't like I gave him like a brochure with like step-by-step -step instruction. I knew he would have, he had the heart, the drive. And I kind of just like run with it. Yeah, like I never like step in and tell them really what to do because that's how I came into it. No one told me what to do really. Yeah, I just you know winged it. So I guess that was my way of of maybe not be the best best way, but um, that's how I kind of just let the director yeah. step in at certain certain times. It um, at when I was that young, that didn't really think about it. It was just natural to me. Just like, to, I to get the like, shots. And... <clears throat> yeah, I, to me, it's it, beyond just the talent. It's more like the drive, the motiva motivation, the ability to keep the team together and motivate mm -hmm. and keep going. You got to have some talent to it, all, obviously, but it's, it was never really like, hey, you need to do this, this, and this, rehearse this, and this, yeah, and yeah, this yeah. Year, or, you know, follow these guidelines. It's like, just, hey, I feel like you're ready. <laughs> Run with it. <laughs> yeah. But, so... <sighs> And you made like a good point, like you know, when when um, when you transition out of being a director, I feel like you've been really graceful in that transition too, right? Because um, you're married now, yeah, right. You're definitely in a different season of your life. Do you feel older, wiser now that you're married? Do you feel like a big boy, like you know, like that you're an adult now? Yeah, definitely. I, I, you know, I, I I mean, you drink whiskey and smoke cigars, like you're pretty grown. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like being married now and older and, you know, thinking about starting a family? Yeah. How is that so different from, you know, 10 years ago when Soundboxes, you're looking for space? Um, totally. Totally. What's the biggest difference, you think? Um, and what keeps you up at night? Besides Lance snoring. <laughs> <laughs> the alarm going off once in a while. <laughs> It wakes me up with a call. Um, yeah. I'm just kidding. No, um, for the most part, I slept. I sleep pretty pretty well. I yeah, guess. you do. Okay. Um, but not 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 because like I have nothing to wor wor worry about. But 
there's there's a lot to worry about, you know, but um I think for 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 me is being aware with of everything what? you got to be aware of your situation, being aware of your uh the scenario that you're going to be in, where you're at and what role, what job you're in at a time. So, what I mean by that is I'm aware whenever I'm at, at home. Uh-huh. Whenever I'm with Lane or when I'm about to go to sleep to um, put that work away, the bank work, for example. You turn it off. Studio work. Yeah. Really? I try to. You know. Um, Dude, were you always that way? I feel like no. I still bring it home a lot. No. Yeah, yeah. And it, 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 it comes with the territory. You're going to bring, bring it home. And it's going to come up no matter what. You know, you can turn it off, but it can trigger at any, any moment, right? Oh, my um, gosh. All the time, yeah. The the thing about being being aware is that you you gotta un, un, the first thing about any situation in life is you gotta be aware that if you're aware that a situation can come up anytime yeah I feel like when it does come up it clicks to you and you can snap back into it and you're like okay this is what I like you already plan. ready for it yeah okay I plan for it like this is bad yeah but this is really good I plan for it it's done with yeah or it's okay for now let's turn it off. Just focus back on what I'm supposed to do, what's important at the moment. Yeah. You deal with it at a later time. Mm. Um, situational awareness, I guess. Yeah. That's what you would say. That's what everything in life is, is being aware. As long as you're aware, um, whether it's a bad habit that you do, whether it's um, a mistake that you can make, whether it's a goal that you're going to achieve, whether it's First place that you're gonna win, whatever. As long as you're you're aware, yeah, you can. Your mind can um, kind of almost come up with a scenario of how you're gonna react to it. Uh, so okay. You're, you you you. Like you already aware. run this scenario in yeah, your head you so many times. Scenario. Um. And and um, I guess this is just me from from overthinking or always thinking two steps ahead of each scenario. Mm, kind of yeah. um. Have it almost pre-planned in your head. Okay. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. I don't know. You have a lot. You get a lot of gray hair if you think too much. Yeah. Almost. You don't, you don't have one gray hair. What are you talking? Man, about? I have a lot of gray hair. Do you? Yeah, I do. Do, do you dye it? No. Our sponsor today is Rogaine. <laughs> um, I like that a lot. I'm learning a lot right now. Uh, I I love that Elijah loves you. The photo of him at your Christmas party with little uh, airport shots. Can you airport. text me that? I'll put it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll text, I'll, I'll text, yeah, you text it to me and I'll, I'll put it on, on the thing. But uh, it's one of my favorites for, I have no reason why. It's just so funny to me. But you're so good with him. Lance, so good with him too. He's going to grow up and he's going to watch this and he's going to learn so many things. And I'm excited because he's going to see me learn in one hour just talking to you and that's why you're my big bro because i'm always picking stuff up from you when he looks back on this what would you tell him as a piece of advice so that he can be a better man get through the day you know whatever it is what would you what gem would you draw for him i'm gonna get a lot of hate for this okay don't buy shoes okay save up for real estate Hey. <laughs> okay. No, no. I don't even wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean 
I couldn't buy shoes growing up because I was poor, right? My parents didn't they came here as immigrants. They didn't have a lot of money. I always wanted cool shoes so I could never have I it. I couldn't afford the Adidas. I had the two stripes. Yeah, bro. You know, I, I used <laughs> yeah. to wear those shoes with the, the double straps around it. I thought it was cool. The nursing My shoes? friends made, made fun of me, and now they're kind of cool. Anyways. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it just... Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have Calvin on one day and he's wearing his J's and he's like, What are you talking about? What are you gonna do with shoes during COVID? Nothing, right? I, not, you're not, yeah. you're protecting your feet with that many shoes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love shoes. Okay, so true, true, true story. Go ahead, go ahead. question. I didn't buy my own pair of Jordans until this year. This year? And I turned 35. Oh, snap. I, I Which ones did you buy? The Westbrooks. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I've always loved Jordans, but I just, and I like shoes, but I just never got around to I I, I don't know why. Um, like you were never part of like the, the collecting and the yeah, history and everything? Yeah, yep, yep, uh, yep. A lot, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for, 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 for this, but um, I think shoes are cool. If it wasn't for land, I wouldn't have buy more shoes. Really? Shout out to uh, land. Yeah, yeah <laughs> shout out to the landline. Um, but, um, Advice I would give Elijah is um, uh, family is family over every, every, everything. Mm. I would probably say um, it, the the Elijah. The older you get, the more. Um, love and care that you're going to see from your parents that you may not recognize when you were younger. Um, <clears throat> and hopefully that you can take the love and care that your parents give you and provide that back for your family tenfold. Um, not that they already are not doing it, but, you know, just keep that tradition going. Um, families, everything at the end of the day, you know, um, Family's the backbone to your values, your morals, your upbringings, um, the way you treat people. Um, it's so, so important. Um, and it leads you to the way you treat other people in life. So, uh, yeah. Man, this guy here. If, look, for Elijah, if... Uh when I grow up, I want to be like this guy. So if ever you see your dad's, you know, question something and I don't know something, I'm probably going to ask Dewey on that. And that's, that's, that's straight effect. Um, I'll leave for that, man. Thanks so much. Uh, okay. Last question is cheers, man. Oh man. Open it up. God, big brother status, man. And then, and then whiskey over family. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. All right. Ooh, man, he's he's gonna watch this. And be like, man, Pop, you were being a little B right now. All right, uh, the last question is because um, I really enjoy this conversation. Uh, who is a person that has impacted you, taught you, mentored you to help you be the person you are now that I can speak to after this? Because I want to keep the conversation going and have more amazing people for Elijah to watch back on. I have uh, many people. Um, but just going off of, of what I said, and, and just, just to pause for a minute, I think it's beautiful what you're doing 
with this Grown Talk podcast. Um, everything that you're doing is for your son. Thank you. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And that's why I said, you know, just following up on family. Um, growing up, I guess, you know, I was always, you know, my family came here. Their goal is to uh, have the best, do do the best I can to to provide the lifestyle for their kids to be successful. Can you tell them where you, where you moved from? <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. So I came from Vietnam when I was like 10. From the motherland. I came from, you know, there's a fop shot here. Right you here. had the fob shot? Let me flex a little bit. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, fob shot when I was 10. Um, what is the fob shot? What's in it? Man, I don't know. It's Probably like a cocktail like stuff, right? and like, like anti- All of it. Yeah, whatever. I, I really don't, don't know. Um, I should educate myself more on that. But um, it's called the fob shot. But I came here when I was 10. Tuan, my little brother, was probably four at the time. And um, yeah, my my- Family came here. Um, we were brought over by our uncle who came here in 75 after the war. He came over on, on a boat, went to school, graduated, became an engineer, brought his parents over, his uncle and aunt. My dad got delayed back a little bit because he was married to my mom and she was pregnant with me. Uh -huh. So they were pushed push back a little bit. And then she got pregnant with my brother, Tuan, uh, and got pushed back more. Wow. Anyways, finally we came over. Yeah. Um, you know, just just coming from that coming from that background, this is why I said we were poor growing up. We didn't have much because um, you know, like just my dad worked the night shift for since he started pretty much working until he retired recently due to his company laying him him off. He just kind of retired. Yeah. Um, yeah, he worked the night shift for I would say 20 plus years. Doesn't want to switch to the day shift. He's yeah. used to that. It's just a hardworking background. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I came from. And and um, um, this ties back into it because my parents were working so hard. Um, I was always focused in school. I liked to dance. That was a new thing to the family at that time. It created a little distance between my dad and I. Oh, I didn't think um, about that. Because my parents would want me to focus in, in school. Did they want you to be like a doctor or something? Yeah, doctor, lawyer, engineer. So professional, yeah. My, my, both my uncles were engineer. Um, I didn't do that, of course. I got a marketing degree. And, you know, I mean, regardless, my parents are very proud of yeah. what I do until this day. And, and I appreciate them for being hard on me. Because um, if they weren't, you know, I probably wouldn't take it out as much. And trying to prove to them <laughs> that I could make it, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, punch a hole in a couple walls in the room. Uh, anyway, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. That was you. Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. took you for a yeah. wall in the hole puncher, hole wall, in the wall puncher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of those those kids, you know, just angry. Um, but <clears throat> no the morals and the values were always there. You know, okay. like, no matter how angry I get, the morals, the values, the ethics were always there from the family background. So that's why. Family, the way your upbringing is very, very Im important um, to carry on that tra tra tradition. Mm. Um, and I didn't th really think about it until I got married or actually met Lan. Sorry, my wife now. She's very close with her family. Um, so when I met her, got introduced to her family, how close they were, how 
family oriented they were and they have a huge family so yeah i feel like i i regain and relearn that family aspects from lan my wife now and um can I jump in for a second yeah i i feel the same way as far as the timeline goes growing up you know my, my dad's in the military and everything and we moved around a lot when i turned 18 i moved out i never looked back not that we don't have a connection. I just, right. you know, I, I never thought once about moving back. And there were Christmases and Thanksgivings were not always like a big thing for us as a family. And now that I have Elijah and now that my parents live 15 minutes from here and my sister Steph lives in the Galleria now and used to live like in the next room. I, I don't regret it, but I, I'm really appreciating how much time we have now, like how close we are now about it and um you know there were years when or like six months at a time a year at a time i didn't see them you know what i mean and uh we were all doing different things and i said i, w I wouldn't regret it but at the same time now that i get to see him once a week you know whatever it is it makes a world of a difference it's i don't know how i would have elijah a job taylor covid and everything without my parents being so close. They were instrumental and just amazing. I totally get what you're saying now, just seeing the value as you get older yeah. of what your family can give you. Yep. Not give you, but just like the 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 value of having family yeah. all the time. I didn't get it. Whether they're they're close or not with you in your social life, but their their upbringings and the value, the morals that you're surrounded with, it rubs off in your social life. Yes. If you're not close. But yeah. Yeah. So whenever I see that, you know, I was like, this is the woman that I would like to build a family with. Really? Yeah. That's, that's solid. And you guys have to be on the same page Yeah. with that. Like when you come to a realization that this is going to be the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with, the family aspect, you have to be on the same page yep. with it on. And I think I see that with you guys 100%. Yep. Um. Do you feel, I know we're going to go off topic right now on it, but we're talking about now is, has your relationship with your dad changed? Because mine, with my dad, has changed in the last five years even. Yeah. How, oh, yeah. how has your relationship changed? See, now we're going off, but this is, this no, is, this, yeah, this, this is, this is cool. Because, but this is real grown talk. This is yeah, really for Elijah. This is, this is real grown talk. Okay. Because I never thought about this until Soundbox birthday bash number six. Whenever Sean, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Whenever Sean, we were able to get Sean Evaristo to that, come to Soundbox. Yeah. So he judged, or he was part of. A, I'm sorry, no, he came for. Um, yeah, yeah, he came. He came for birth, birthday bash six, um, for his workshop. He didn't teach his normal class that he normal teach. Mm -hmm. He did a kind of like a, a different mentality workshop movement but part of the workshop is to be able to um think of someone or some event that has really bothered you in your past years and and, okay. and if you can write a letter to that person explain to them um how that had hurt you or affected you or yeah. made you better whatever the scenario is and and um put in a letter and pretend like you send it off to them and you, you go through these exercises and 
movements and um yeah um kind of like just let that go into the universe for me i never thought about my dad being an influence into my musicality and dance oh but at that moment i thought about something like my dad was always against me dancing right or or um he's just going out he was right. being a protective right. dad and and I'll get into fights with him during my teen teenager years and college years. But I remember back um even in Vietnam and when I came over here growing up, I would have like this toy that's like a little piano thing. Yeah. And he would he he doesn't play the piano, but he would learn how to play certain songs and he would teach it back to me on the piano. Whether it's like jingle bell, that's da, super da, sweet, da, na, 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 that's you so know? sweet, or like just like random songs, and he would teach it to me by just memorizing the notes, and I would memorize the notes, and that's how I kind of learned how to yeah. play on these little toy piano from him. But even though he was against me dancing, I don't know if he knew it or if I knew it, but like I thought back about it, I'm like my thing around music and instruments was because of this <laughs> yeah like, and he doesn't know music um <laughs> so i wrote that letter to him yeah in in that exercise and uh um, like that's like a light bulb yeah moment. exactly exactly oh. so now we, we 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 hang out we drink um i would say we're pretty close yeah closer than when i was growing up i had a similar moment because um my dad didn't let me dancing either, but my my introduction into hip hop was actually through emceeing and poetry and writing, and he hated that growing up because, like, I was a, like a young Asian rapper, right? And like, like this, cha- I was wearing chains, like you know what I mean? Like he just didn't like it, he didn't understand it, and I was trying to think of the same thing, and I remember, uh, second grade, third grade, you know, you write poems, and then the class puts together a poetry book. You know, at the end of like the, the year, whatever it is, and every kid has a poem oh, in it. Second grade. Just something like that, right? Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it's probably like, you know, roses are red, violets are blue, whatever. And so my dad was just coming back from the field because he was in the army. And I remember he was asleep and I put the little book and it was like stapled. And I put the book on his stomach and there's something like that. And I was like, you know, hey, I wrote a poem. Like, check it out. And the next morning, um, he wouldn't go to work before I woke up. And when I woke up, the poem book was by my bed and I opened it up to my poem and he wrote good job or just something really simple, like good job. Or, um, I like how you wrote that or something like something very, very simple. And I think that was the moment that I was like, there's power in words. This is my dad enjoys me being creative with words. Wow. I, I had that. I think I had a very similar moment and I, I, that came up to me maybe, you know, five, six years ago at the same time. And I was like, Oh my! I told my dad that, and what's funny is he doesn't even remember doing it. And I wow. and I told him I was like, I think, I think, Dad, everything creative I've done since that moment was in a hopefully in a healthy way to get your approval or your attention, because you gave it to me when I was seven for this one thing, right? And it's. Maybe that's why we fought when I got older and I started really pursuing writing and really pursuing the arts, right? It's like, because I thought you wanted this, but now you, you don't want this. It's interesting that you said that. That's crazy. But we drink now too. 
We drink a lot yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my, my musicality and my brothers normally came from my mom because my mom grew up. She was a dancer. She likes to sing. So yeah, yeah. I mean, she still performs at Kim's son up until this day. Did she really? She was on a flyer at freaking singing. Kim, yeah, performing. I, I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> Kim Sa, shout out to Kim Sa. That's my mom. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I, I, I but um, just going back to it, I think families pre. Um, probably one of the most important aspects of, of, of life, you know, and, and um, family can mean, it may not be your biological parents, it may not be, the, you know, whatever this is, it's for me growing up, family was wild style, for example, you know, that, that is also a fam family. Yeah, the sure. People that, that were around me. So just the word family um, can mean a lot. So val value that, um whatever you find to to um be your supporting figure that that you supporting group supporting morals at that time um value that learn from it um and see how that value can translate you into continuing the family tree because mm. family is not all about you as a family. It's a continuing process, right? It's, it's a growing development process. You, would you, would you even call it legacy or tradition? Yeah. Yeah. The tradition, David didn't, you know, David yeah. didn't tradition, that's a dangerous word. Tradition legacy <laughs> um, uh, would be the better word. Yeah. Yeah. Tradition. <laughs> God. If you know what I meant when I said tradition, you know David Din. Um, he'll be a good person to be yeah, on the that, show. That's, that's your nominee. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have. I have. You can't take it back on him now because you said it. Yeah, <laughs> I said it. No, but my my but main, also my main nominee. Okay. Uh, is sound biased, but I would say yeah. My 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 wife Land. I think I would love to have yeah, Land. Yeah, you know I think um, she'll be cool. Yeah. For you to have have on the show, I would love to see her. I talked to a lot of guys. I would love to talk. Well, that's that's another point too. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I would love to see her, uh, see you talk to her. I would want to see what her views are and yeah, et cetera. Um, but yeah, Lan, David, um, if you can, I hope you continue this show. But um, Mark Fukannon would be another one. Ooh, you know, Taylor I and I were just talking about Mark too. Yeah, one because you know Mark was actually the first one to know we were pregnant. <laughs> I'll tell you the story real quick, okay? <laughs> Are you laughing? I don't know why, but I just picture Mark like popping his head up out of nowhere. Just like, <laughs> out of a bush? Yeah. Just like, <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> yeah. He was, he, he was actually in the room while we'd get our test. No, he, uh, it was his birthday, it must have been two years ago, right? When we found her pregnant and we went to a uh, secret group. Yeah. Yeah. At the bar and he got sloshed. He was wasted. <laughs> and Taylor wasn't drinking. Yeah. Because we knew her, she was pregnant and she was getting a lot of water. And we, we played it off. We were like, oh, she's the DD and everything. But anyone who knows Taylor knows that you could probably peer pressure her to drink a little bit, you know? Okay. And so we're getting water and Mark's drunk. He's like, oh, I love you guys. Thanks for being here. You know how he is, right? And uh, he's... Is that before or after he started rapping? Probably in the middle. 
Oh my gosh, he he did uh, he did Nelly at one point. Oh, God. I love when he does Nelly. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so so we're, we're getting him water because it's towards the end of the night. We want to slow him down a little bit, right? You're maybe not, <laughs> maybe not. Anyway, so we're getting water. Taylor's drinking water, and he goes, "Taylor, why are you being a punk drinking water? What are you pregnant?" <laughs> <laughs> and Taylor goes, "I don't know why, but she's sober." She goes, "What?" And she looked at me like, "Did you tell him?" She goes. And then Mark sobers up. Are you guys kidding me? He's so good, Mark. He hugs me. He goes, oh my gosh. And I was like, Mark, you can't tell anybody. We haven't told anybody yet. He goes, I'm the first to know. He starts, he's already drunk crying, but he's now he's really crying too, right? And he goes, oh my gosh, take this drink. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is he doesn't even remember. He doesn't even remember. But Mark was the first person to know wow. we were pregnant. Mark is the guy that married Lane and I. He did fantastic. Yeah. Well, actually, no. David Din was the guy that married Lane officially, but right. Yeah, because but he was yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, yeah, I like was, those yeah. a lot. Yeah. So oh. I think he's just coming off of COVID nineteen. He's he's a nurse. He's a first responder. Um, I don't know. You talked to Elisa. He's famous too. Recently, yeah. He's commercials. He's very famous. Yeah. He's good looking. Yep. Yep. And uh, he just recently got married mm. with a wife that's in another country during the that's middle of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's it's it's. it's I like that a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely have to reach out to Mark. Um, I don't know. I know I've been going on for a while no, now, what's up? talking and, and uh, but you know if 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 uh, if I can say anything, I know we're in the middle also of the biggest civil rights movement. Yeah, let's talk about right now. Um, for me, you know, I I, I thought a lot about. That and um, the hip hop culture, and what brought me to this point. Um, thought back about it. like the people that actually gave me the opportunities were black men. Yeah, yeah. Same. Um, in high school, I, I I mean I always b boy in in middle school. Um, when I got to my senior year in high school, my high school started this thing called. Um, well, I guess it's just a dance, 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 dance team. Yeah. But at that time, there was a b-boy group and a modern dance team. So modern, like modern, a, like urban choreo type. It was just called modern. Okay. Um, Bel Air modern team. Shoot, I forgot what that. I think it's. I'm pretty sure it's modern. Anytime uh, at that time, I was heavily involved in drama. I was doing a lot of plays, and I heard about really? the dance team. Um. I left drama. I signed out of the class. The teacher's like, what are you doing? What are you leaving this for? Um, anyways, I left. I joined the B-boy crew. Yeah. Right? And then I went to the first class practice. And I looked to the other side of the cafeteria because at that time we were practicing the caf- dance, the, the high school ca- cafeteria. I saw this, this, these, this guy who was teaching yeah. some movements. And I was like, what is that? I went out over there and it was... Uh, Leonard, his name was Leonard. Um, and he said, um, yeah, I'm just teaching. You and I'm like, what, what? And yeah. What is this? It's like, yeah, I don't know. I forgot what happened, but I ended up trying to learn the movements. And he taught it to me. I learned it. And I liked it. Yeah. And I was like, B-boys, I'm going to try this. Yeah. You know, so it was only Leonard and me and two other guys. It was just four dudes. Yeah. And I remember us four performing at our, the first lo- dance I learned 
was to Craig David. Craig David? Craig David, yeah. Which song? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm take it back. Christina Milian, from AM to PM. Ooh. Yeah, that was my Ooh. first uh, dance that I. I How did I, you confuse those two? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I I don't know why. Christina Milian, um, she's yeah. fire. We end up learning a Craig David dance later on that I like more. That's probably why. But maybe um, yeah, yeah. I remember who'd you perform for? This like for school? We perform at a pep rally, which is four, four of us, four dudes. That's and that's courageous. And then some girls on the modern dance team, um, and we did a chair routine to Chris, Chris, Christina. Chair? Uh, yeah, chair routine. And uh, is there a video of this? No, thank God. Uh, <laughs> Facebook and Instagram and oh, no, I that was available. Hey, big time. money to see you dancing with the chair. Man, it was. Can I watch it later? It was, Can I get a reenactment later? Drink that. <laughs> it was cool. And then, yeah. But yeah, anyways, Leonard, um, one of my friends from high, high, high school, we went to the same grade. I was in my senior year. But yeah, he was, you know, just just thinking back about it, like, Leonard, Leo, Leo Price now. Um, he's a professional dancer in LA. Um, <clears throat> he was already dancing at Planet Funk at that time. He made it onto the adult dance team because he was so good. So he's like, hey, the, the audition passed for the adult dance team, but they just started a junior dance team. So I was the older guy at that time, but I still made the yeah. cutoff age. So I auditioned <laughs> for the uh, junior dance team at Planet Funk and... Uh, um, Gary gave me a chance. Um, but anyways, Leonard, he's a black guy. Yeah. You know, even though he was on, we were on the same high school dance team. When we performed with Planet Funk, he was with the adults team. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would still make fun and tease and just, you know, just like, just friends. Like, yeah. but he was the guy that taught me my first choreography. Yeah. Like ever. That's cool. Think, yeah. And then we do, we did several shows together after that. And it was awesome. Um, if it wasn't for Leonard, I don't think I would have met Gary. Because Leonard told me to audition for Planet Funk. And that's where um, I auditioned. Met Gary. Gary and Philip. Philip Lee <clears throat> um, was the co-director at the time. He didn't like any of the guys that auditioned. If it was up to Philip, yeah. who was like one of my best friends now, yeah. I wouldn't have made the team. <laughs> when Gary was like, we need guys. We need guy boys. Yeah. Boy, boy guys. Boys. Um, males. So, males, yeah. <laughs> so um, Gary picked us three. And at the time, it was like a team of like maybe 10 to 12 girls. Yeah. It was just three boys. Uh, me, Ricky, and Kyle. And um, Wait, Ricky? Ricky, Ricky? No, no, no. This, oh, okay. is, this is Ricky. Uh, Salinas, um, yeah, he's he's he doesn't dance. Around. Kyle's a chef now, but um, yeah, that's how we 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 came about. Gary gave me an opportunity. He saw that I was a boy and he needed a boy, and he felt like he can train me. So yeah, um, he picked me up, and um, I think without for without those two guys, I wouldn't. Who knows? Yeah, I still may be dancing, but yeah. if it wasn't for those two guys who are both African-American male. And Gary, I looked up to him in so many different ways. You know, he left Planet Funk. I left Planet Funk with him. He started Wild Style with Philip. Uh, Philip opened up a dance studio. Gary was the director. I was a dancer. I taught my first class with mm. Gary. 
Um, he was, he took my first class. Um, Calvin was there for my first class, yeah. believe it or not. Wow. Like, he didn't take the class. He just came because he heard about it. But you didn't know Calvin at the time. I did not know Cal That's Calvin. Crazy. He was there um, for my first workshop. Rock Cafe was the song. David Din was there. And then uh, it's it's weird how we just all connected. And um, Andrew, I met Andrew through um, uh, a talent show that we did for Wild Style. Yeah. Uh, Vietnamese Student Association at U of H. He saw it. He loved it so much. He auditioned. Um, I wish... I have his audition video still. You do? I, I'm undivided. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. Stores. Um, <laughs> anyway, just, just going off. I'm, I'm sorry. I went off topic. No, but, but like the hip hop culture, going back to it, plays so much importance to what we do today because hip hop music stems from black people. Yeah. That, that's, you know. Um, and matter of fact, Wall Style, if you know, like the movie, Style, yeah, the movie, was, yeah. yeah, that's the history of Wall Style. Gary, he loved it so much that he named the team Wall Style, except he spelled it the Gary way. The <laughs> yeah. way Wall Style is spelled now yeah. is because of Gary. You know, Wall is spelled with a Y, yeah, and Style is spelled with a Y and no E, yeah, you know, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, with, with no E, sorry. Yeah, I think he said it, yeah. yeah. Um, it's because of Gary. That's how he spelled it. Yeah. That's how we kept it. Um, but that's how much hip-hop has influenced into Wausau. If you think about it, Wausau, yeah. to the, the graffiti, to the hip-hop, the first hip-hop movie, um, it's because of the black culture. For me, personally, it's because of my first director, yeah, who is black. Um Without him, I don't think I'll be where I am today and be able to meet Calvin, Andrew, and all the people that helped me got to this day and meeting my wife. So um, I just, um, it's sad to see what's going on in the world today. And it's a time like this right now where I need to speak up and uh, just kind of let people know the the history of of how we all came about and who got them here today and the founding fathers, these were black men, you know, um, and as an Asian American, uh, who's an Im Im immigrant. Yeah. Um, the civil rights movement started back then was because of the African American, because of MLK, um, that started all so that we are able to be treated the way we are now ish you know so yeah. um we need to speak up we need to stand up for our brothers and sisters we need to do whatever we can to continue the movement it's okay if you are slow to react i feel like be be strategic about it think about it because the last thing we want to do is jump on board and hop off board it's okay if you're going to be slow to react or if you're quick to react, make sure you continue to reacting. If you're slow to react, make sure you keep that going. If you're slow to react, also make sure you think about it and why, and make sure that whatever you're reacting is going to continue to react, right? Because what I don't want to see, me personally, is everybody jump on board, 
do all of this now. Three months later, whatever it is, it falls off the face yeah. of the earth, you know? Um, yeah. Be strategic in what you do, right? Uh, to make sure that this continue to grow and you see results from it. Um, so whether or not um, you have an idea of what you need to do now, it's okay. Sit back. Well, not sit back, but 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 absorb in everything. Yeah. Do what you can. Be aware, and and plan out your 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 plan to continue this movement. Yeah. Um, and keep it going because it's not only going to help just the African American community. It's gonna bounce back to help every immigrant community and your kids later on as they get older. Uh, so hopefully you think about your kids. I think that's a good spot. Yeah. That's a good spot, brother. I love you. Love you, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Um,